0: You're listening to the Sprues and Brews Podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the Sprues and Brews Podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello. And Jay. Hello. So this is a little bit of a special podcast this week because... On the Saturday just gone, we actually
1: turned four years old, which was pretty pretty exciting, guys. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it's gone quickly, hasn't it? And I'm not sure where the four years have gone, to be honest. How many editions of the games have we seen in those four years? What so those? We, well, for 40k, we have gone through two editions since we started. One yeah. of the first things we reviewed was 8th edition 40k, and obviously 9th edition came out last year. <laughs>
0: there you go. Games Workshop have kept us busy, so we actually had a, a painting stream on uh, on Saturday to celebrate, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it during the hobby updates. um But it was great seeing some of you guys um with us on the stream. um So for this week's top three, we wanted to know your favourite top three spruce and breeze moments, and we'll be talking about ours as well uh, a little bit later on in the show. We've also had so far at the at the time of recording two days of Warhammer Fest, so that's going to be our main segment for this week. Uh, obviously there's a few more days to go so we might throw in a little bit of speculation on what we might see for the rest of the week but the main focus will be on what we've seen so far for both age of sigma and 40k um and in particular for age of sigma there's been some really tasty um new stuff so yeah uh, looking forward to chatting about that uh we also have all of the latest news of which matt i believe we've now got
1: pre-orders we we have got pre-orders. We, we've gone through the little two weeks of no pre-orders and there's a load of stuff coming up for pre-order on Saturday. It's exciting. Yeah. But before we get
0: stuck into all of that content, let's talk about what we've been up to in the hobby over the past seven days. So, Matt, do you want to start us off?
1: So, I've had a pretty productive week. So, I think this time last week, I'd just built Bellacore. So, since then, he has completely painted and oh, what a fun model he was to paint. He looks incredible. so so happy with him i just followed peachy's uh peachy's guide really really good guide for painting him and uh yeah it's it's one of my favorite models gw have done it's so so good a little bit of advice if you are painting it, make sure to leave him separate from the base just to make it easier to get into all those details um I think you'll have a bit of a problem if you try to paint him with him stuck to the base, and he's got a little peg, so he he kind of comes out of that really easily. Uh, in addition to him, I also painted a unit of bats from Kerr City. And in addition to them, I also painted a unit of rats from Kerr City. So that's mm-hmm. the bats and the rats both done. And I have started on the zombies and Gorslav the Gravekeeper. Uh, the skin is done on them. I've gone for a kind of different scheme than what's on the, uh, the box art. It's more similar to, in fact, it's very similar to maybe slightly greener, but Gorslav scheme. So they're kind of like pale, dead flesh. I've yeah. done that across all the zombies. I think that's more a classic zombie colour where they're a bit multicoloured on the box art. Uh, and they've also got multicoloured clothes. So they've all got grey clothes. Basically, once I've painted up the details, when I base them on their backs and on their shoulders and where they've kind of climbed out of the grave, I'm also going to base them there. And then dry brush the whole thing, flick them with some kind of weathering powders and muds and stuff, and basically look like these things have dragged themselves out of the ground.
0: As well, they should. Excellent. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> yeah really, I really gonna... like
0: the I really like the zombie models. I, I I actually I actually rate those over the skeletons. I think.
1: Do you? I, I the skeletons far ahead for me. I think they just look so cool. The skeletons.
2: I like the. I didn't realise I must have missed these previews where they previewed the the, the other the, the zombies that don't come in cursy.
1: Um, yeah, so so the so the last preview we had showed off the fell bats, the zombies, and the skeletons, and they're all completely different sculpts now. I assume, and this is just conjecture, but I assume they're also going to be kind of quite simple build, one or two part models rather than <laughs> individual arms and legs and stuff like the grave guard have, which are fairly horrific to build if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they're push fit. It's kind of like a, well, maybe not push fit, but yeah, easy easier to build than those Graveguard, um and it adds I think mixed in with these Curse City ones you'll have a nice variety of Scorps there yeah. you know, especially if you're taking you 30-40 know, Hordes it mm-hmm. does mix up a little bit having the, the 10 different Scorps for each unit from Curse City as well
0: yeah mm-hmm. excellent stuff so Matt has been super busy what have you been up to in the hobby Jay?
2: Uh, I've just been painting elves so I'm on my the second half of my um, Venari Warden unit and, and that's it just been working on those so Amazing. We, uh, take a bit of time to um work through the trim i think we figured out on the stream it was 15 minutes per model to just to <laughs> yeah. place yeah. the gold
1: we, we we were very efficient on that stream the other day <laughs> Jay. we were changing yeah. through stuff uh, rapid fire <laughs> um
2: so i'm hoping i'm hoping to, to get these guys finished um this week uh, if i can do 10 a week that's cool um I was gonna crack on with another twenty wardens after these, but I think um, I'm going to ke- paint some stone guard or some cavalry instead, because then that's I've got a thousand points then for the the battles on the 17th of May, which was my target, uh, and then once I've got thousand points done, I can then add another twenty wardens before I plan the next. I mean, really, I don't have to paint a thousand points. I've got quite a lot painted in the characters already, so it's just getting through all these battle line and infantry and things. Um, I also started working on a um, uh, what's he called now, Ar- arch revenant. Uh, for the Sylvaneth, Um spurred on by the news that Alariel is getting a new War Scroll and we're getting a new Warsong Revenant uh, for the Sylvaneth coming out with Broken Realms, the latest Broken Realms book. Um, so I don't really need to do much with my Sylvaneth army. I think I'm just going to see if I can go back and um, touch up a few of the bases and maybe put a few more highlights on a few of the models. Um, I don't think they need too much work. I was tempted by doing some new scheme or adding some new models with a different scheme, but over the last 24 hours or so, I've sort of gone off that idea. I think I'm just going to add to the collection I've got yeah, uh, in that, the same scheme that, I've got.
1: That that way, those new models drop, you can just add them straight into the army, then, can't you?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I think. So, so yeah, so, so that's me. So so not no no no, uh, no type model painted this week, um, but just chugging along with the battle line.
0: Excellent, excellent stuff. I uh, have actually been painting some Caradrons this week, so. I have, um, on the on the birthday stream, I almost practically fully painted my Endrin Master in dirigible suit, who is probably one of my favourite models from the Caradron Overlord's range. Uh, I just think he's really, really cool with all his guns and weapons and stuff. Um, I think all the ones with, like, the Evo Balloons are cool. Uh, and yeah. speaking of which, I've also um, very nearly finished my last, uh, last uh, Endrin rigger. I thought I'd done them all, but um, one had escaped me. So uh, he's very nearly done. I'll probably put the wash on him tonight and then um yeah, he's he's almost finished then. Um, and I think that is it for Hobby Wise. Apart from um we had a, a bit of a game uh, online because unfortunately we were hoping to have a bank holiday a uh, bit of garden hammer, but that didn't work out, uh, no, unfortunately.
1: It's a bit wet for I mean I'd never be alright, but yeah, a bit funny <laughs> other
0: armies. Um so I'm I'm gonna warn listeners right now, uh, I've actually got some new models coming this week. Um <laughs> Uh, so next week, I'm hopefully going to be telling you about all the Skaven that I've painted um, because it, it, it's finally happening. Uh, at the, I mean, long time listeners to this podcast will know that I've been a, a long time fan of the Skaven, but I always thought they were a bit expensive to get into. Well, I've um, I've managed to find a way in um, that, that was um, suitable for my wallet. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to talk about more of those um, last week. Uh, next Next week, sorry, not last week. Uh, but yeah that should be um that should be quite fun i think uh hopefully the uh the skaven don't get killed off in the last broken realms book or something <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> all, all of
2: our listeners who collect skaven are really worried now dave oh no i know, oh, no. I know. dave from spiritual bruises
0: started collecting skaven mm-hmm. the end times <laughs> so there we go on that bombshell we'll we'll call time on this entry to this week's podcast we've got quite a bit to get through so let's take a pause and come back with the news So what do we have in this week's news, Matt?
1: Well, we've got a fairly tasty specialist games themed pre-order week. Um, the big ticket item being Necromunda Hive War, the new starter box for Necromunda. Now, sadly, there are only prices for these new releases. Um, but I mean, the value in the box is pretty good. Um, we, I think we both split the original uh, new Necromunda box, didn't we, back in the day? Mm-hmm. where you had some Goliath and Eshers and some tiles in the rule book. This is essentially the same idea, but with even more in the box. So you get an Esher gang worth 26 quid. You get a Dalak gang, 26 quid, arguably, uh, newer models as well, I think, as well. So I really mean, like the Dalak models. They're really cool. You get a rule book and it is fully updated with all FAQs, errata. It is the newest version of the rule book you can get. And there's also the gang army lists in the back as well. Kind of the basic ones. I think all the stuff out of, uh, obviously the, the, the house of books aren't in there. But if you're just using the basic plastic kits, all that's in the rule book. So that's really, really good as well, because I know with given criticism for that in the past. So having it all in that one starter box is, is a really good entry point. Uh you also get a set of zone mortalis. So it is um four columns and quite a, quite a few walls. Enough to fill there's like a, a board that comes in the box. So in your bigger games of, of Necromund, you're probably gonna need more, but again with just playing with those forces in a tight you know confines of the Underhive, again really really cool and that's like 50 quid alone uh you also get all the kind of the barricades and the coins and the dice and the templates and cards and loads of stuff in there so i worked out all that stuff if you bought it individually it cost 127 quid so like i say i don't know what the rrp of this is gonna be i'm gonna guess about the 80 pound mark could be completely mm-hmm. wrong i mean even if even if it was you know 1995. You're still making a saving, but less of a saving than you normally get in a starter box. I think uh, 80 quid considering it's got the rule book and, and the miniatures are not a bad shout. So we'll have to see how much that actually is, because um, I think that's probably worth. If, if it is, then that's well worth picking up for anyone getting into Necromunda. Uh, I know we've uh, we've been saying Dave that once we can, we'll have a bit of a Necromunda campaign on the go.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I, I think it's a great a great game. It's it's just a shame we've played so little of it.
1: Yeah just we were just getting started just before lockdown weren't we Yeah we were so so yes, yeah, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, alongside this, we've got a really cool uh, transfer sheet coming out. So it has got um, basically propaganda poster, wanted posters, graffiti. It's like an updated version of the one they brought out with the Zone Mortalis ones. Arguably, this one's a lot nicer with all the wanted posters and propaganda posts and stuff, because then you could kind of overlay those over each other on the Zone Mortalis uh, pieces. Mm-hmm. I think that would look really, really cool you know hive markings and have some graffiti over them so i mean i'll be picking up this uh i've got, I got the old one uh but obviously a bit graffiti heavy so this having some like indicator markers and stuff i can just start adding a bit of color to my uh terrain pieces if and then if, if i remember right
0: was the, the the original one they released that sold out like within seconds didn't it
1: it did yes yeah. so if you want this order the same with all the transfer stuff if you want it order it straight away because i think it's going to disappear i'll probably pick up a couple so i've got enough of a stockpile. Uh, I think I picked up two of the graffiti sheets. So, yeah, I'll probably do the same here. Uh, In a really cool move. So, currently, if, and you'll know this because you've picked up some of these in the past, Dave, uh, Forge World do upgrade packs for the weapons that you don't have available in your initial gang uh, plastic box. Uh, Which is cool, but you know, they're a little bit on the pricey side, aren't they? For, you know, for what you get. Um, They have bringing out on Saturday two new, uh, I assume they're blister packs in plastic. One for the Escher, one for Goliath with their weapon options, which is really cool. So like the the Escher one, for example, you've got two melter guns in there, two plasma guns in there, flamers, uh, they're kind of chem guns that they've got. Loads of close combat weapons, needlers, different hairstyles. I think this is a really cool thing and I hope that we see them for all the uh, gangs.
0: Mm. Yeah, I I do. I think think it's a really good... um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with... um the forge world ones but yeah I, if i had a choice over plastic or getting them from forge world i'd go for plastic i think
1: yeah and and looking at the contents you get i mean like the the goliath ones got two melter guns in there two heavy flamers a big shotgun lots of axes and things so yeah lots lots of bits that you don't get in your initial gang and a lot of people would buy those packs from uh forge world for the for the one you know a special weapon in there that they actually really want so if these are priced around the space marine upgrade sprues because i imagine it's probably two kind of f- frames with those weapons on uh yeah these these are a great thing and i hope we see them for all the other warbands uh for blood Bowl, we've got uh oh on on necroman as well there's this a, a conspicuous absence of house of faith and the redemptionists yeah. presumably they've been held back a little bit because i thought they'd be dropping in this kind of like release slot obviously with what's happened the last few weeks though again the whole release schedule's probably been skewed a little bit hasn't it so they might be a little bit further on unfortunately which is a Does change for the building them?
2: i was gonna say isn't there a box games preview tomorrow or day after
1: uh, day there after. is indeed but we've, we've seen everything from from the uh, the next month stuff so it was kind of ah, next on the horizon okay it will probably right. be the the next thing after that that we'd probably see, but right. yeah, okay. you know, we've we've managed to get through a year with like four or five supplement books without actually playing the game, so uh, I can wait another another few weeks for the, uh, yeah. the House of Faith. <laughs> um, for Blood Bowl, no new miniatures, but we do have a pitch for Chaos Chosen, a team card pack, and some dice as well. Seems a bit of a random one that. Um, obviously. Uh, All of the card packs that they released previously are now kind of invalid because they changed the kind of stat line for Blood Bowl, which is a little bit of a a kick in the teeth if you've got some of the older sets. But it looks like they're gradually uh, re-releasing those. The new pictures are really nice because the dugout's got a much smaller profile. I know that when we've played in the past on like a dining room table... You didn't really have enough space to have everything kind of neat out. We're in the new uh, edition of Blood Bowl, they've just kind of shrunk it down a bit so you can fit it onto a table. So they're pretty nice. Uh, Diecast, and we've got some cool stuff as well. I know where uh, Dave's excited about Headcrackers Mad Mob.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, these look awesome, especially the leader. He looks so cool. He is off his face. <laughs> Literally.
1: Literally, yeah. So he they, these look really, really nice. Um, obviously, I've got a self-appointed challenge, which isn't even one of my kind of hobby resolutions to paint every Underworld Warband this year. So I'm going to have to pick these up and paint them up. Um I've painted green skins for a while, so that'll be quite fun. Uh, and then what's also really exciting is alongside this, they've got the Silent Menace Universal deck being uh of pre-order. So this is a set of 32 cards, all new cards, based around the silent people. Uh obviously that you know we know are are lurking within within Beast Grave itself. And in in our recent review for the um Essential Cards Pack, obviously mentioned that these are cards that are forever in rotation. So I think we mentioned a while ago it would be nice if they did kind of card releases, and it seems like they're definitely doing that. So themed card packs that always stay in rotation, so you've got more options for building your deck. I think they've really kind of taken all the suggestions and made kind of Underworlds a really kind of accessible thing by having these different ways of building your list, so you don't necessarily have to buy every Warband to get a decent assortment of cards.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that.
1: So I'll be picking up these. I don't think they were too expensive as well. 11 or £12 I think it was for the other pack, so yeah so that's, that's pretty good and then yeah, other than that we've got a load of books from Black Library out as well uh, including a rather gorgeous looking Sisters of Battle collection with kind of a slipcase and nice uh, kind of uh, velvety cover on them and you know, ribbons and all the usual pretty special edition stuff so yeah, that's pretty nice um, we also saw a little sneak of something for the Orcs Now, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we've got Warhammer Fest this weekend, and presumably the Orcs are going to have their big show uh, Friday, I believe it is. But they did show off a new Orc model uh, on Monday, uh, the um, Pain Boss. So this is a really cool Orc. He has replaced the lower part of his legs with kind of mechanical ones. He's got a power claw. He's got like a squig drip. Hanging on a thing from his shoulder for if anybody needs an emergency squig blood transfusion, <laughs> such a nice model, and they 've kind of mentioned in the right up this is is a beast snagger uh, pain boss, so he 's kind of got the kind of more fur and more savage look to him, which is uh, which is really cool we kind of thought that all the stuff that we 'll see in this wave would be have more of that um beast snagger aesthetic, but that 's not to say you can 't use them in your main orc army I think they 've just done like like with the last wave was very much the evil suns theme stuff this is very much the uh the beast snagger theme stuff which is cool mm-hmm. uh the best part of that kit though is the cyborg grot that comes with it mm-hmm. so oh yeah, Paul I've seen him, yeah his limbs have been replaced with a drill and a claw and his legs have been cut off entirely and uh, replaced with a wheel which, as old-school fans of Gorka will know, that's one of the accidents that could happen if you sent your uh, injured <laughs> orc to an unreputable mech. So really nice to see that kind of included in here as a little homage to that.
0: Always listening to Games Workshop. Maybe that's a tease, Matt. Maybe
1: future, maybe. future things. Hey, forget, forget units of cyborgs. Oh, that's, that's, that's dangerous ground there because that would excite me greatly. <laughs>
0: Excellent stuff now of course there there is more news but we're going to dedicate a little section to that so i'm going to take a pause and we're going to come back with warhammer fest so all this week at 6 p.m uk time we've got warhammer preview shows that that all together form a week-long warhammer fest because of course they've postponed this year's live event again Hopefully we'll get it next year. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident we'll be able to to have a big um, Warhammer Fest meetup up um, next year, whether it be in Coventry or the NEC or wherever they plan. But for now, we'll, we'll make do with these previews. Um, now, at the time of recording, we've had two of them. The one on Monday was dedicated to Age of Sigmar, and today was dedicated to 40k. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be Black Library, then you've got Box Games, then we've got some more 40k, and then a Mystery Day on Saturday. Which we're going to talk about sort of the, the the future previews towards the end of this section. But I think we need to take this a day at a time. So shall we start by discussing what we saw on Monday for the Age yeah. of Sigmar reveals?
1: So Monday was predominantly based around the, the Soulblight Gravelords. Now, we've known they come in. Um, again, I think they probably ideally would have come out a bit sooner. the Games Workshop uh, probably would have wanted them to be out by now, but uh, they are they are imminent. In fact, they are out in May, or at least up for pre-order in May. So considering we know all the stuff up for pre-order this coming Saturday, you know only, it doesn't leave many weeks left in the month for them to, to come out. So, yeah, really excited to see these. Obviously, I was uh, super excited by the Curse City models and uh, expanding them into my own Force of Vampires. And, uh, yeah, they didn't disappoint in this preview. We saw lots of cool new stuff. So, first of all, there was uh, Vai, the mother of nightmares. So, this, this this is a strange one, and I think there's been some mixed uh, thoughts on this model. But, essentially, this is what you get if you cross a vampire with a horrific dragon monster thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, my first impressions were, I uh, don't know if I like it it is growing on me though um yeah it is growing on me i think once i've seen it in person that might swing it for me it's like techless when i first saw techless i wasn't sure um but it grew grew on me over time
1: yeah i i wonder if it'd work better if her armor was a closer color to the beast
0: yeah maybe
1: so like a dark oh, yeah. black blue armor to blend into the kind of blue of the thing rather than it looks a bit jarring as a split. Now, OJ, you you've, you weren't super keen on this when you saw it, were you? Uh,
2: no, it wasn't my favorite of the vampire releases. Um, and there's a few things I don't... So individually, the two sort of components, you've got like the humanoid vampire and like you say, some sort of dragonish. Me Individually, those two pieces are really, really nice. Um I would have preferred um I think a regular sized vampire lord on a on a dragonish mount. I mean it was almost like a bat like dragon, isn't it, with like its winged forelimbs. Like a like a slim version of the Moor Crusher, I guess. Mm, yeah. Um I would have but, you know, I, 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 a lot of Warhammer models I find, and like Dave said, they on first glance they don't look like great, and then you get them and they're amazing. I know the same was said, I think, about the Mountain Spirits and the Stone Guard for the Lumineff. People didn't like the heads, people didn't like the cow theme. And then when you actually get the models, they're amazing. And I think the Allerys Stone Guard are some of the best models in the Lumineff range. So we'll have to see what it looks like once it gets onto the table and people start painting it. Um but it wasn't my favourite of the of the Vampire releases. There was a lot more there that I really, really liked, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I, I like her because she's weird. And again, I think we'll see. Well, we see it better in the 360s. So they try and pick the shot where you get as much of the model in view, where it's kind of twisted around the thing that it's standing on. So I wonder if from the side it maybe looks a bit better. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, 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 I do like it. though. Obviously, in, in, in Warhammer, we've got this concept where if a vampire... Uh, it doesn't feed enough, or it lets itself descend into madness. They kind of devolve into weird, horrific creatures. So we've seen the Vargs, gears, uh, and this is, I guess, what a a true kind of bat based vampire would descend into if given enough time. Um one of my favourite parts of the model is the kind of ruin that she's on it's almost like a chapel i i really hope this is a is a kit that we're going to see in the future because we've seen that a lot on random bits of scenery on the base actually turning out to be a a model that comes out at some point
2: yeah well it's just occurred to me actually that we we have not seen i don't know if that means we're not getting um a soul blight scenery piece
1: no so on so on the preview they said everything that we're going to talk about is is the entire range in this book yeah
2: okay well that was like the lumineph didn't get their scenery until
1: this is it and we'll probably touch on that at the end of this segment as well so that kit also builds a um a kind of a generic vengorian lord which is a, <laughs> a kind of generic vampire lord of the same kind of bloodline i guess uh him i don't like as much as the female one i don't know about you guys
0: no and i've seen some memes of his uh of his uh, hand pose as well uh circling the internet uh, I, I still think he's he looks quite cool, but no, I much prefer the the name variant.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so, so I don't think any of us are expecting that. You know, we, we kind of we'd predicted a dragon based on the dragon being on the front cover, which um, oh, obviously well. we were off the mark there, weren't we?
2: For now, yeah, I know when we saw the the um, out of focus white dwarf image, we were like, is that is it is it is it a mount that it's on, or is that something underneath it, or is it is it ghoulish smoke? We weren't sure at that point, but yeah. yeah. We all-
1: no, it's a weird hybrid thing, mm-hmm. uh so yeah, but that's not like we say that's not the only vampire that we saw now uh Raducar the wolf, the adversary in cursed city, and uh presumably defeated by the adventurers at the end of the uh the quest um obviously we've not we've not played through it yet, so we don't know what's in the the secret um the secret envelope at the end of the the game but it could potentially point towards this it seems that since he uh since Curse city he's been working out a bit hasn't he <laughs> and uh it... yeah he, he's gone super scion hit his ultimate boss form in Raduka the beast
2: yeah th- this was the, the the best model in the range i thought
1: and he's a he's a hefty model i think it's 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 hard to gauge models sometimes, but considering he's got two Bloodborne on his base, and they're, you know, human-sized characters, yeah. this guy's like primarch sized isn't he? Yeah,
0: he is. Uh, I, 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 I'm i with Jay. I think this is one of... This is maybe slightly tied for first place, but an incredible model. I love yeah. the base. I, look, I, I mean, I like the uh, the version from Ker City. It's one of my favourite models from Ker City. I think he was second in my top three last week, or whenever it was. Um so yeah this is just a step up even further.
1: And I love how how you it is obviously that same character from Cursey. he's still got the wolf slung over his shoulder but he's obviously uh, a bit hencher than he was in Curtis. Um yeah I I, I really like this. I saw I saw something on Twitter saying that uh, somehow with Radikar the beast AOS has managed to get Lehman Rust before 40 k <laughs> Yeah. So yeah really really cool. Um and it seems that his uh, his mother is also uh, coming to the battle, bella Dama of Olga, the first of the Vicross. So we know this kind of this this bloodline that we've seen uh, Radikar, we've seen the the bloodborn, and the you know a very wolfy theme. Uh, we've got essentially the um, the original matriarch, I guess, for once one of a better word of that bloodline, uh, female vampire in kind of uh, <laughs> Kislev style, I guess, finery. Sat on the back of a dire wolf with another wolf like prowling underneath a tree. This is a really nice model as well. Yeah,
0: this is this is really nice.
1: Um, yeah, r- rules wise, it says that like, she can command direwolves and curse living mortals to become them. I'm very tempted to do an entire uh, viacos themed Grave Lord's army. Obviously, using all the stuff from Curse City, lots of direwolves. These two characters, I think that would look really really cool. Um, I was even looking at, you know, the, uh, oh, what are they called, the winged vampire, the Vargolfs, vargeists, whatever they're called, the winged vampire things that the um, flesh eater courts can, can have as well, using some spare wolf parts to make them more kind of wolfy and feral.
2: Yeah, that would look cool.
1: So yeah, really, really cool. Really like that model. Speaking of wolves, though, we got the the third battle line option for the Grave revealed as well in the Dire Wolves. So the old plastic Dire Wolves are a really old kit, and they were a bit chunky and kind of a bit, a bit, I don't know, comic booky. Maybe the scale was a bit off. Scales have changed a lot over the last few years of Warhammer. These look like wolves. Um, now I'm going to paint mine in the in the white and grey scheme that all the other Vicross stuffs in because yeah. i think that would look really cool and then i'd show the kind of exposed rotten parts of them really well as well yeah uh, cool. yeah they they look so good they've got like the the champion wolf howling up at the moon they look really cool really really cool i can see other armies that use those kind of things kind of me using these models as well i know people in the past have used the old ones for like uh fenrisian wolves and yes green stuffed over the the kind of fleshed uh, the ripped flesh and stuff but yeah really nice model a big improvement on the old ones and i'm glad that pretty much well in fact all of the battle line has now been replaced for the grave lords so yeah really good to see that and that's that's kind of it for the grave Lords stuff so obviously we know we've got the the new fell bats we know we've got the white king on a horse and we've got the blood knights uh, along with a couple of character vampires it does seem to me that the focus has been replacing the battle line, replacing the, the resin blood knights and updating some of the characters. What's strange to me is that we don't have like a new elite unit, which they'd normally add to an army. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder, I, I'm a little bit, little bit worried. I mean, it is a really good range and there's lots of stuff that they've already got. But it does make me wonder if we're going to get a Luminous Realm Lords treatment and there'll be another book in the, on the horizon with some new kits. You know, there's, there's Bloodborne on the base of Icos. You'd, uh, on, uh, sorry Radicar. So I, I was kind of expecting a unit of Bloodborne. I mean, there will be the profiles for the Curse City stuff in the book, presumably, but that's not a the kit they can sell, so it's probably just going to be in the same case as Underworlds Gangs, which is just that stuff available as a war scroll um so yeah what, what are your thoughts are, are you i know you were kind of thinking along similar lines as well dave that could we see the same kind of thing here uh
0: yeah i i'm completely on board with what you're saying matt um i i think we'll see this can't be the full range i think i think we'll see more elite units uh i know some people have been talking online about you know what about black knights stuff like that um maybe not yeah yeah, as Jay said, a scenery piece. You, you don't have one of those um, endless spells. There's there's quite a bit that could be added to them yet. No endless spells. Yeah, endless spells is a question
1: mark, them. though, because obviously the soul wars have ended and the the Necroquake has ended, and it's the Necroquake that kind of released the endless spells. That, so from a narrative point of view, it could well be that, you know, that that thing is over. But
0: we know that the new Witch Hunters, the the, the father-daughter combo, their main job is hunting endless spells, so they must still yeah. be about.
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Well, unless they so, retire in Age of Sigma three days.
1: Maybe. Done. Maybe starting the
2: company too late. <laughs> 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 Techless has put us out of business.
1: So yeah, so we're really exciting range. I just. I, I've got the feeling that we have more from the vampires down the line, but um at but, least they're not they they're not in the position that the, the Lumina are in that. You've got an existing admittedly old models, but an existing range that you'll be able to use. So you will have those those dragons who'll p- probably have a core cool new profile and you will have the, the grave guard and the, all the other various griblies they can have. So it's, <laughs> it's 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 one of those I'd have, I'd have liked to see a new elite unit, but I don't think it's a deal breaker for these.
2: No. no, I think, um, like, they've got 30-odd War Scrolls, which is a bit different than the situation Lumina were in when they came out. You know, you can build a variety of different lists, and now you've got, yeah. basically, you've added this wolf faction, which seems to be the main um, sort of theme of this release. Um, and I think I think a lot of Soulback players will be happy that they're getting new Blood Knights as well, really. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: and th- th- those battle line and the blood knights. I mean, arguably, the blood knights are your big elite unit anyway. They are, yeah. And it, what, the older stuff that's a bit jarring, I mean, I just won't be including it, basically.
2: Yeah. The, um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the little bit of disappointment inside me was that the artwork of that dragon we saw. That was, yeah. you know, that was what was I was very excited But then I think. It, 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 whilst it's disappointing not to have seen that I think the the, the wolf stuff uh, has sort of re- you know that's that's made up for it
1: yeah the the, the wolf stuff's clearly the winner for me I do, even if it's not the most competitive I'll take the stuff from Curse City because that all fits that aesthetic well, have, you have like the, Wolves' the as battle line have Raducar. yeah all from Wolfenwatch look cool as well well I mean, so...
2: he's, he's from Wolfenwatch isn't he so you know you can see his army having legions of skeletons from Ulf, the Ulf and Watch guard
1: yeah, Garth the Gravekeeper's got his own contingent of zombies that he's dug up, so that'll look a nice cohesive army, even though it's yeah. different, like, there's different themes in there.
2: And I'd love to see, I think, I think. I mean, it's up to you how you paint these, Matt, obviously, but I think they'd look ace with snowy bases, especially with that Kislev sort of mm. motif to them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, they look cool, well mine i'm going to do in the same scheme as my other death just i like to tie yeah. my factions together in case we ever do a big uber mega game but yeah you're right with a the kislev theme and some snow on the base with all those wolves and stuff it looked really nice wouldn't it yeah
0: definitely not hanging out in the desert
1: definitely not hanging out in the desert no. they're not
0: tomb kings dave
1: <laughs> no they're not but we uh we saw something else during the uh the reveal and it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Now, obviously, Broken Realms Kragnos has been hyped up the last few well, months, I guess, since uh, Bellicor. We've, we've known about Kragnos, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And we've not known what he is, who he is, what the what the st- kind of storyline is. we got a few kind of little little teasers in the uh, in the show. So um, Kragnos is the god of earthquakes. He'd been imprisoned by Lord Croak centuries ago and for reasons unknown he has now been released found his people have been lost to the sands of time and has uh assembled a force of uruks ogres gloom spite and gargants uh who herald him as this uh this demigod of earthquakes that sounds really really cool uh i think destruction have been kind of missing out on a big kind of centerpiece god haven't they you know we've got, got ala riel we've got nagash we've got bellicor we've got marathi we've got all these kind of massive kind of legendary uh centerpieces and but destruction didn't really have anything like that did they
0: just,
2: no. just go really wasn't it that
0: was it yeah and the yeah. thing G- go is is obviously a really cool character really nice model but he is basically an alternative build from more crusher so yeah
1: yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so Kragnos was, was, uh, unveiled in as, you know, as, as we saw in that original kind of animated teaser, he is like a giant centaur monster thing with a big shield that, uh, smashed the tooth of, uh, Gorkamorka. <laughs> he looks really, really cool. It's hard. Again, it's hard to judge the size of the model. Uh, I think he's going to be as tall as a, as a uh, megagargant.
2: Yeah, yeah. especially it's like leaning up on that or standing up on that rock, isn't it? That's jutting out.
1: Yeah, um, I'm I'm really excited to see how this uh, this storyline goes as well because it seems like this is going to be what leads into AOS three. Obviously, yeah. there's been lots of other stuff happening. We know that uh, order essentially are in civil war now with Marathi, uh, you know, turning traitor and essentially um, trying to capture cities of Sigmar under her new uh rising empire uh we know that uh, nagash has been dealt with but um alario has hinted at some repercussions for that so you know we know that the what are they call the war singer war revenant, revenant War Song is revenant is one of yep. the new things with life kind of in abundance because obviously there's always always been a balance of life and death you do kind of need the god of death there to hold everything in check if yeah. death isn't the uh the handicap it used to be then life's going to kind of grow and i guess that maybe leads into the kind of savage nature of kragnos as well if he's bringing all these uh destruction creatures under his uh reign and then obviously in Bellacore the the realm gate network's been shattered shaman's cut off entirely but we don't know whether the the detonation of two silver towers has caused irreparable damage to uh, realm gates and other realms as well
0: Mm.
1: is a possibility Um, and obviously we know that's had a side effect on the ability of Stormcast to return to Azir so yeah it's kind of reset everything after the soul wars and if during all this, where things have pretty much gone from bad to worse over the course of the Broken Realms books, with a little, you know, there's a little bit of a, a high in Techlist where, oh yeah, the good guys are going to win, and then yeah. course, like, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, Kragnos comes and unites all the destruction forces. That's really exciting from a narrative point. Um, we we were chatting, it'd be nice to see a, uh, a faction around Kragnos, rather than the individual destruction models because outside the Gloom Spite and the uh the mega gargants the the uruks are mostly old kits that have been repurposed and the ogres are entirely old kits that have been repurposed so it'd be nice to see um yeah something something new for him which they did hint at in the article as well it seems that all over the realms there's little totems that are being built in honor of kragnos but we don't know who's building
2: those yeah, see, I, I, he's a really nice model, um, and I, I'd love to use him. But I, I, there's none of the destruction forces that I would like to build an army around him because I just I, I just wouldn't get on with the sort of mismatch sort of look and feel to it. Um, but yeah, if, if there's if there's an army that's sort of worshipping him, and you'd, you'd imagine they'd have like similar sort of armor style to him because that armor style that he's got is really unique, almost like um, a really ancient-looking copper sort of plate, but it reminded me a bit, do you know, if you play through Skyrim, and, and what are the dwarf race in Skyrim
1: oh, called? the Dwemer, yeah.
2: Yeah, which are they're just completely different. They've got all that sort of cogworky type, mechanically looking armour. It reminded me of that. Yeah,
1: um, I'd like to see that. And, you know, his people are dead, but that's not necessarily going to mean that they're not going to return, you know. the I, I, I'm fairly certain that the destination of two silver towers and portals to chaos being ripped open in the realms could have some effect on you know what's not to say we don't get a pocket of his race returned due to some kind of magical side effect or something
0: mm, you know yeah.
1: what if what if croak's got some of his race prisoned imprisoned away somewhere mm. and, yeah you know, well me... croak, i croak's been a bit short-sighted because it was croak who essentially caused the destruction of shaman in destroying the silver tower yeah, we'd like croak to be caught off guard.
2: I think it as well in the in the in the intro trailer it, it mentioned that he used to fight his own people, didn't he, as well, and yeah battle him. And there's like a there's a really cool image of him fighting another sort of centaur looking creature as well at one point. Yeah. Um so yeah, would be cool.
1: So obviously just he's he's coming out alone and he can lead any destruction army. I think narratively it talks about a kind of united destruction force. I, I, I wonder if we'll get like a um, allegiance similar to Legion of the First Prince where you can mix and match some destruction. Uh, but you can certainly be taking any Destruction Allegiance itself as well, which is cool. Adds another HQ option for the Sons of Behomoth as well, which is fun. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be some new stuff in there as well. New War Scroll for Alariel. I know you're uh, very excited to see, Jay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting this at all. Um, she, she is one of the oldest sort of War Scrolls for the sort of God tier type characters in the game um, and
1: arguably she she needs a bit of a, a, a boost to that stat line doesn't she
2: she does i mean she had no casting bonuses um she wasn't that great in close combat her, her only real thing was a was a um, summoning a, a tree lord once per game
1: <laughs> yeah and, and, and arguably you'd be better off having a cheaper and not summoning a <laughs> tree lord exactly, yeah. Points for it, so yeah, it'd be good to see her. well, is she 600 points on like the see a stat line kind of worthy of that, even if it doesn't have the summoning part.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's it. You compare it to Bellicor, who can summon demons every turn, <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, he's yeah. 380 points, <laughs>
2: yeah. And I <laughs> so, think he can yeah. probably take a, a Lariel in a fight, so yeah, but I mean, can. that'd that be cool. I, 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 let's see what kind of war score she gets. Like you say, with 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 life now being in the ascendancy, um. Be interesting to see what they do with her. Her and the uh, War Song Revenant as well.
1: Yeah, hmm. yeah, they're they're in the book as well. Um, Croak gets his new war scroll in there as well, which is cool to go with his new model. And we get the uh, the Vampire Hunter family in there as well, which is really cool. So yeah, and, and you excited Slainish, to see that.
2: Slainish twins, I think as well. Oh, tw- yeah, of
1: course, on the twins. Yeah, the twins are also in the book, so quite a lot of content there for every faction, pretty much.
2: I get the impression this is going to be a. Uh, end time style finale for Age Sigma Two yeah. with this. Sort I of
1: can't people. imagine it ending on a good point.
0: The no. the fact there's so many like godlike creatures kicking around in this book, it's it's all yeah. gonna kick off, isn't it? Really gonna kick off. There was no release date for this, was there?
2: Is
1: this May or is this? They didn't they didn't give us a release date, but I can't imagine it being too far off. Oh. Okay. Uh, I
0: can't cause... I can't wait to have a model that you know Matt's got his Bellacore and Archeon, Jay's got his Alariel and Teclis you know, I've got my Orux, my Moor Crusher. Yeah, definitely want to be adding Kragnos to the, the ranks. Yeah,
1: so you you're gonna be doing this. Obviously you've got Uruks and you've got um Ogres, so
0: Yeah, I've got a growing a force of Ogres. For I've, I've got I've got quite a few um Uruks, so so yeah. I even have some rock uh, Trogoths on the shelf as well. So Oh
1: nice um,
0: if if there is some sort of like workable um destruction Bonanza kind of buffet, then yeah, I might be able to um to pull something off like that, yeah.
1: Destruction Bonanza Buffet is exactly yeah. what allegiance <laughs> is going to be called, isn't
0: it? That's the new bat
2: battalion.
1: <laughs> so yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, so that was that was that was Monday show. I was I was really happy with what we saw. Um, we didn't see AOS three, but I think we mentioned it on the stream. Realistically, I don't think they're going to mention it until Kragnos is out
2: mm-hmm. no not especially not if the events that happen in cragnos shape what we might see in the beginning of age sigma 3 um you know might give the game away a little bit of the yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. So, so yeah um moving on to t- day two the focus was on uh 40k and the first thing we saw was uh book two of uh charadon uh warzone charadon uh, act 2 the book of fire so obviously in book 1 um the the death guard started their assault of uh metallica and it ended uh with again the forces of good being in a pretty bad place a demonic rift opening across the system with demons pouring out of it um various forces of evil coming to uh to to wipe out the defenders of the Forge World, and yeah, let's say Book of Fire carries on uh, telling the story of the uh, the demonic hordes of Bellicor. He gets around a bit, doesn't he? Invading, <laughs> um, invading Metallica. Now, I do hope Bellicor gets as much stuff done in this as he does in Broken Realms. Bellacore.
2: <laughs> well, I predict he's going to wipe out the Death Guard. He's going to wipe out the Adeptus Mechanicus. What else does Dave collect? Uh, what oh. else have you got, Dave?
1: <laughs> and they're both in this book. This is yeah, they're both in the book,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um He's probably gonna
2: he this... wipe out the Skaven as well, somehow. Some some <laughs> wor- wormhole, worm wormhole that opens up.
1: Yeah, so so yeah, so this this obviously has rules for Bellacor and his uh Legion of Shadow, which Sam I, 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 there's too many legions. Bellacore has a lot of legions on, on the books, doesn't he? <laughs>
2: Maybe if he just focused on one thing, he'd, he'd be a bit more successful. I mean, that's yeah, well done. all done. Yeah, okay, and he just does one thing, you know. That's all he does, and he's successful. And I think maybe, maybe he needs to just be a bit less ambitious.
1: Yeah, well, I wonder if he has different demons in each legion. He's like, oh, do I use a Legion of the, the First Prince? Or <laughs> the legion of Shadow. Oh, Shadow have got the, the weekend off. Okay, I'll call the other fellas. Yeah. Uh But yeah, joking aside, that—that um, that is a new um, army essentially for 40k combining chaos space marines with demons and that put a smile on my face because you know i'm all over that um so yeah really excited to see that um obviously things have got so dire with you know demonic rifts opening up that a uh, high lord of terror gets sent to sort out the situation uh so more on her in a little while but uh yeah, it, hopefully we, we start to see some kind of hefty lore of uh, revelations in this one as well. I enjoyed the first book. Um, Obviously, there's nods to like Dark Mechanic and Demonic Invasions and the Grey Knights. The Grey Knights seem to be absent here. So I do wonder, it depends how badly uh, Bellacor's invasion goes. If it's successful, maybe then they, uh, they call well, the Grey Knights to sort it out.
2: I had a theory about this. Um. Because obviously, yeah, you're going to talk about the what the Imperial sort of um, reaction to bellacore in a second. But maybe the Grey Knights are being held back for a different kind of threat in the future. Uh, and I, I know they have history with a certain um, uh, Red Angel. And I wonder yeah. whether we might see, you know, Grey Knights against the World Eaters at some point instead.
1: That's a good Just, point, because, you know, some of these conflicts might be happening simultaneously as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's that's a good theory. That's a good theory. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see in uh this book. It's got the uh the Mechanicum, it's got the demons and it's got the sisters of battle in it. So again a nice mix of forces in there. Alongside Warzone Charadon, we've also got a new Battlezone box. Now, they did one of these for um I think it came out during the launch of the game where you got a board, you got some scenery to put on it. This one has a lot of the Sector Mechanica stuff. And I did see this in the preview and think, I bet David liked that.
0: Yeah, it's a good box.
2: Like the plasma coils and things, yeah.
1: Plasma coils, the big containers, all the pipes. It's, um, I I think alone, the table looks a little bit empty. I'm thinking of picking up half this stuff to add to my Zone Mortalis board, to be honest uh but again depending on the price it's a decent one especially if it comes with those those uh tiles as well because that's the new kind of size of the the battlefield in 1000 point games as well isn't it yeah so we mentioned a high lord of terror being sent to um to uh the war zone to Metallica, to, to sort things out and don't you know it we've got a brand new model for her so Morvan Val, who is uh, not only part of the, um, the the High Lords, she is essentially the head of the Adeptus Sororitas, leading the Sisters of Battle, and what a fantastic model it is! You've got kind of like bits of all the various Imperial aesthetic in there because you know she's 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 top dog essentially. She can requisition what she wants.
2: Well, High Lord of Terror, like they said, answers only to the Emperor, you know, so they do, they have ultimate authority, really.
1: Yeah, and he's not being very talkative of late. I,
2: um, I, I, I I, mean, I never predicted we'd see something like this for the Sisters of Battle, uh, these sort of exosuit type um, units and d- d- unit design, really, really smart, and um, hers is just a, a much more elaborate um, version of the exosuits we've already seen previewed. Um, you mentioned it looks a bit custodian, and I think they said that um, some of the weapons she's wielding have been issued to her by the custodians.
1: Yeah, she's got a custom guardian spear.
2: Yeah. Um, I also thought as well, looking at it, she, she almost has the sort of profile of an imperial knight with those shoulder
1: yep. pads as well. So same, same pauldrons, uh, same shoulder pads as the uh, the imperial knight. The same kind of shoulder missile systems that we see on titans. Um. The other arm has got a heavy bolter, which I do wonder if is a nod to obviously, uh, Rogal Dawn and the Imperial Fists are defenders of terror. Yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, They, they put her as a Primark sort of power level. Yeah. So comparable to someone like Gulliman, she's, they said, um, with different auras, um, and then also a, a very solid, um, combat profile as well.
1: Yeah. She looks, she looks so, so good.
0: Um, do you know what I, I like? like? I like the fact I, I saw this online just before we started recording. All these like get um exosuit sisters, somebody called them nundams. Which I <laughs> quite liked.
1: <laughs> nundams. That's amazing. Uh so yeah, so she she looks really, really cool. Uh, they implied that she halved any damage taken on her and she's got less than nine wounds so she can hide in units as well. Yeah. So yeah, really cool. I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this for the rest of the show. Um, obviously we had the, the announcement of Codex Sisters of Battle. I don't think it was a surprise to anybody. Uh, we did see a, 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 another couple of new models though. So we had the, um, the Sisters Bulletin last week, I think, with the, um, oh, what's it called? Auto, auto, auto tapestry. banner or whatever. Auto tapestry. Yeah. Um, uh, we've also got a, uh, priestess i guess she is i like
2: i thought she was brilliant. she was one of my favorite models from that range that was revealed almost like like the missionaries that you used to have
1: yeah yeah you know you know what she reminds me of? i love i love both of these models by the way but you know what she reminds me of you remember the episode of blackadder where the nun comes around and he's having his <laughs> rowdy party yeah <laughs> it reminds me of her <laughs> uh but yeah really really nice uh and also got a bit of a refresher of the the rest of the range so the dogmata i think they've got a couple of head options that we saw the Palantines getting released we've got the celestian sacrosancts which i think you only mentioned the other day i think we'd seen a single model with like a halberd where now we've got the uh the mace and shield with yeah. underslung bolters and these look incredible
2: don't they they look really cool yeah very very smart
1: I, oh, yeah, I really like these. Um, problem is, I mean, I struggle. I, I, I think I bought most of the kits from the original sisters range and I can't fit them all in my army. So it's going to be really hard to pick and choose what to put in a, a sisters battle army at the minute. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, really cool. And obviously, we had a bit of a recap on the stuff like the Paragon war suits, the Castigator tank, which I still think looks really nice again with that retro predator vibe that it's got going on. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. Um, now, so, some people seem to be a little bit disappointed that we only saw essentially two new models and two books in this preview. But I I, I enjoyed it. I think it was good to show all the, all the new sister stuff together, because while we've seen a lot of this before, some of them was, you know, just a single model or a single pose it's it's it quite nice seeing it all together yeah and i I'm,
2: i think we, it was the model release but we also learned about the different characters and what's going on so i think it was a good reveal and there is another 40k reveal coming as well so i mean i am only i was only expecting to see admech sisters and orcs at, at this warhammer fest for 40k and and if if that's all we see, I'll be happy. I think that's going to be good. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think we I think we mentioned the other day we speculated we would see the second Warzone uh, carried Ch- on book and we would yeah. get Belthazor in, and that's what we've got. Um, unfortunately, that means that's probably what we've got for the meanwhile, uh, meantime until we finally get a Demon's Codex. But you know, I play demons. I'm used to having multiple books to play my army with now. <laughs> um, so yeah, one day, one day we'll get that big Demon battle tone with everything in. Uh, so now really cool on the subject of Adeptus Mechanicus they did mention them and they did say we've seen everything for them so unfortunately that amazing looking thing on the front of the book isn't a model yet which really surprises me
0: yeah yeah. I, you really built my hopes up Matt you really uh, built my hopes up that I was going to get a brand new HQ for my Adeptus well, Mechanicus until now we've never had covers with models that we've n- you know
2: we've now got Mechanicus the Soulbite Gravelords and that dragon that that we're not seeing you know so maybe now the old sort of system of ah well if it's on the cover it's getting a model no longer holds water
1: yeah which I don't get though I don't know why you'd invent a new a new thing on the cover that doesn't have a model unless of course that it is coming at some point in the future (laughs) Yeah, and this is a this is a something we've seen in a few books now. You know, obviously on the 40k side, we've got rules in 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 a war zone book the same day with the Lumineth. We've got a second book within a year. I think we may well be at the position. Obviously, we've got releases coming out so quickly, and Games would like to have the the rules and the the rules and the models kind of out at the same time. I do wonder if we move into a model where we see. Waves of models for for different armies, not necessarily tied to a book, but have a supplement with the rules in maybe. Mm. Possibly,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still got my hope that we'll we'll see that model at some point in the the near future. It's a shame it's not this time round. Um, I think we'll have to make do with potentially some upgrades to our our um, leaders, like chapter master kind of upgrades. But yeah, hopefully one day in the future we'll see a massive new super heavy HQ choice.
1: Cool. So uh, what do we think we're going to see in the next couple of days, then, gents?
0: Well, I, I think uh, we've already mentioned it a few times. I think we're definitely going to see Orcs on Friday. Um, I, I, however, think we're going to have a surprise. I think we're going to have a, a 40k surprise as well. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's um, a, a glimpse at another codex. I don't know. I just think it won't just be Orcs on Friday. I have a feeling we'll they'll end that preview with something else i Uh, agree
1: dave yeah
2: i mean we saw a lot today and i can't imagine there being that many orcs to see. it's going to be comparable to what we've seen today in terms of con so yes i I think there's going to be room for something else
1: each day so far we've had two reveals haven't we i
0: think vampires
1: and vampires and kragnos in aos we've seen the warzone booking sisters today so by that pattern, and again, you know, you can always go by the patterns. But by that pattern, we've got a segment on orcs, then a segment on something else.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah um, I mean, unless the orc range is much bigger than what we thought, it's like a complete refresh of the old orc boys, and you know, all that. So if, you know, if it's like a dark eldar style refresh, then maybe not. Maybe it is a well, big.
0: from, from that um, from that trailer that we saw, um we've yet to see. We've seen one orc boy, so we'll probably see the full unit. We haven't seen the new war bus. There's, there's going to be a war bus. It looked like there was going to be a chariot. Maybe we'll see that yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> I'm trying just, to think what else was in that trailer.
2: I just realised people listening to this have probably already watched it, right? When does
1: this people, go? Out? Yeah, but, but, um, maybe <laughs> no, not. Maybe not. No. Okay. Okay. No,
0: they'll probably already have already at least seen the Black Library one, um, because this will go out as we're recording tomorrow night. So, so, to uh, so Wednesday. Um, black library I'm, I'm not too sure what we'll see
1: there potentially the next siege of terror next yeah. siege of terror next dawn of dawn of fire is it the new
2: series yeah do you know what i would love to see tomorrow in the black library one on. a, a, a age of sigma style series a proper age of Sigmar style series you know to take us into third edition
1: yeah i'd like that yeah, that'd a, be a cool. nice same kind of format as, as heresy continuing narrative threaded yes. between different books yeah because we haven't had that for sigmar and broken realm has been so good you could do some amazing uh black library books based on that kind of stuff i think that that what what puts
2: me off age of sigmar black library stuff currently is they're all sort of self-contained there's not really a big overarching story like there is in the Horus heresy the siege of terror for example but it, it seems like you're right with the broken realm series we've now got those sort of narrative hooks that we can tie and, and re- so even if we're reading stories that tie into that sort of background story arc it'd be ace mm.
1: yeah i mean like, like Marathi and techless at first seemed okay these are different stories happening at the same time but then bellicore kind of tied them together with his machinations in the background so yeah that, that'd be cool to see in because that, that's what keeps you gripped on the horror heresy books doesn't it the fact that you've got all these interweaving threads that they've you know they're doing an amazing job with this big master plan of getting all these threads going from the start point through to the end game, haven't they? Yeah. To see that yeah. in um, in a, in an AOS series would be amazing.
0: What I think will be an interesting seminar will be the box games one because we've just talked about uh, they normally sort of kind of have like almost two factions so far. I think the box games ones could be a, a bit of a rapid fire revealed for a few different um box games i think we'll we'll almost definitely see the uh, underworlds yeah Uh, the the um uh for titanicus we'll see the uh what they called the other book for the The, the bad guys the traitor 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 legions that that was the words i was looking for um uh, I, i think we may even see another blood bowl team potentially um, yeah, well, we haven't
1: had one for a while, have we? Since the uh, when did the new edition of Blood Bowl come out? It was November last year. Yeah. Do
2: you know what Blood Bowl team I think they'll release? What? Tomb Kings.
1: Tomb, Tomb King. Kings would be so popular.
2: They would. I, um, I, I, I was thinking. I think they've done all the other teams. I can't I, think. not done
1: Chaos I, Dwarf. They've not yeah. done. Amazons. They've
0: not done Norse. Okay. And I, I, I don't think it'll be Tomb Kings next. So the reason for that is we had an undead, um, team last out. I think we'll have something else before Tomb Kings. I think Matt was on the money the other day when we were talking. I think it'll be Chaos Dwarfs, um, especially with them doing that made-to-order uh, probably about a year ago, was it, or six months ago? Yeah. I, I think we'll see Chaos Dwarfs. I think the only box game that won't get a mention will be Necromunda, because we haven't got House of Faith on the shelves yet.
1: Yeah, I th- I think you're right. I do wonder... Could we see and we've had annual Aeronautica boxes. And I think we mentioned this on the, the stream the other day. I don't know if Aeronautica's maybe been a bit of a flop in sales and they'll just quietly uh Yeah leave it out to die.
0: Yeah, to be a shame. There's just so many good kind of box games at the moment, isn't there, that it's it's hard to
1: keep up with them all. Yeah, I mean the the real question mark is if we get a new specialist game there's a lot of them, Battlefleet Gothic, Mordheim. You know, there's, there's, there's lots of stuff people would you, like to see.
0: Do you know what that ties nicely into, Matt, before we finish off this segment?
1: What, what does that tie into?
0: Sat- Saturday and the big question mark on what the mystery is going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, my money is has always been on Horus Heresy, a new box for that.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I'm in total agreement. I think we spoke about this last week complete agreement with you. I think that that's going to be a massive uh deal if if they bring that back with a new box set.
1: And if not that, that'd be the slot where we'd see AOS 3, but again like we mentioned, it kind of spoils the story for Kragnos if they kind of go too far into the future with AOS, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. I I think it might be um, something to do with the um the the TV, the the the, the, the animations and things like that.
1: Ah. that that is is a possibility and it could be like the launch of that i mean that was that was due soon like a year ago because i think we learned about it and then the first full video we saw from that team was the 40k reveal trailer
0: yeah the only the only other seminar that you could because i think actually now you've mentioned that jake i'd be very surprised if we go through warhammer fest with no mention of um these these shows the only seminar they could maybe pigeonhole that into is is tomorrow's Black Library, one of which our listeners will already know if that's correct or not. Um, yeah. But um, that's the only seminar really that they could potentially sneak a bit of info in
1: for. Yeah, I. What would if it could be anything? What would you like it to be? I mean, I I still keep in my vote heresy box.
2: Um, if it could be anything, I I think also heresy. Yeah. Um, we know Age Sigma Three is coming. We don't know whether anything new Heresy is coming, so it would be nice to see
0: new Heresy. Yeah, in agreement.
1: Three for three. We're going to be really disappointed when it's trolls in the pantry. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, only
2: for a little bit. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> then we realise we're getting trolls in the pantry.
0: <laughs> right. So um, we hope uh, you're all enjoying Warhammer Fest, and um, I can't wait to sort- kind of talk next week about. You know whether or not we were right or not. <laughs> it should be, question, yeah. <laughs> should be an interesting should be an interesting. It should be an interesting podcast next week. Um, we we're, we're getting towards the end of the show, um, but we do have our top three, and that is coming up next. Can you believe Spruce and Bruise is four years old? And over those four years, we've done quite a few sort of fun things um so we thought we'd have for this week's top three our favorite sprues and bruise moments uh, and we will be um reading out the community choices towards the end of the show as well so you know for over four years it's quite a lot that we've done so matt what is your third choice
1: so this was really really hard so many fun moments that we've had and to get it down to three um yeah it was it was really hard to do i've gone for a bit of a random one for 3 that so i don't think you'll you'll do um and almost <coughs> a year ago now um we were asked uh to do a little reaction video for for a trailer we were a bit coy of what it was and uh, yeah the warcom team essentially said we've got this cool thing we're showing on saturday could you film yourself reacting to it and it turned out to be the the animated um the animated uh, Indomitus trailer, and I had I had some great fun. I know you guys were kind of on Skype, kind of doing your kind of reaction alone. And I'd, I'd filmed this for for Warcom, and uh, yeah, I think I I don't think it ended up on the website, but it ended up on their Facebook page. To me, just getting very exciting. What is that when I saw the big <laughs> Scorpik Lord? Uh, yeah, so that was, that was a bit of fun. I uh, I enjoyed doing that, and uh, yeah, hopefully we get to do stuff like that in the future again as well.
0: Yeah, I hope I hope we get the chance to 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 record a few more videos like that. Matt, it was really good seeing you in a video alongside like Dave from Mini Wargaming, and I think the guy from Guerrilla Miniatures was on there. Yeah. Um so it was really cool. I uh, really enjoyed watching that. Uh Jay, what is your third choice? <laughs> uh so so my third choice,
2: and I mean this is one of my favourite sprues and bruise moments, but it's also up there with one of my um all time. Favourite moments in life itself, you know, I mean, uh, you know, up there with the, the birth of my children,
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> my brother's
2: wedding. And it was beating Dave in the, uh, oh. in the, in the Spruce and Bruce quiz.
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> this isn't even in my top three because uh, of that very reason. <laughs> that moment of triumph. Um, it was
2: really, really fun to do that. Um, we got all around. Uh, Matt hosted it as the quiz master. It was it episode 100, episode
1: 100
2: 101, arguably. Oh, 101, yeah. Which actually, I remember the episode numbers being a bit of a controversial question as well, which um, was one of the where I got my my lead on Dave. Um, (laughs) It was.
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think we'll just move off Jays for choice right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to episode 100 I'd be Dave. Be
1: Dave. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed doing that. And I think since then we've learned more about, you know, we, we could live stream that quiz now, couldn't we? Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do well, it again, you know, but with, do you know, like how um, they do like um eight, eight out of 10 cats and uh, where they have guests on their team. So yeah, me and Dave could be team awesome. leaders and, yeah.
1: I, I think right. we should try that. I think we should try that. You know, we're not far off episode 150, are we? So maybe, uh, maybe we bring back the quiz, yeah, with special guests. So we'll, we'll see what we can do.
0: Really cool. Excellent. Um, my third choice, um, was uh, now I, I I love doing the podcast. I think it's ace. Um, and one of the best best podcast episodes I think we put out was when we had a certain Warhammer legend on the show, and that was Mr. Duncan Rhodes and um, he was an absolute gent and um, it was a really fun episode to record it still is one of our most popular like one of our most downloaded episodes uh and yeah i just i just really enjoyed it and it uh, i don't know when when we did that episode i just thought you know this is so good that we're getting guests you know on on like this and since then we you know we've had a, a variety of people we've had um uh pete who who won a golden demon we had seed studios on uh it was last week wasn't it these weeks yeah. are going so fast so um it's really good um and it just makes me you know want to keep doing this podcast i mean these kind of shows when it's just afraid of us are, are awesome as well but it just seems to be even better when we get these like um cool guests on so yeah duncan we'd, we'd love to have you back on in the near future um because you're an absolute gent it was it was a great show to record excellent uh round to our second choices so matt what is your second choice
1: well, I'm gonna say my second choice was also the the Duncan episode of the show. He's such a such a nice, a genuinely nice guy. You know, it's not just a persona he puts on. You know, in between takes, he's chatting to us about you know what he was doing, and uh, yeah, he's, he's he's as much as a nerd as, as we are. He was telling us about how uh, I think uh, Peachy bought him some like Napoleonic models and then he kind of really got into that. And I can just see him as being as excited. Say if he was watching these reveals, like now not knowing the knowledge from GW, I can see him being as excitable as we are. Mm, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, echoing exactly what Dave said. Really nice guy. Uh, Probably my favourite podcast episode that we've done. Um, just because it was, and yeah, if you're listening, Dunk, massive thanks for, for coming on. It's, uh, it meant a lot to have you on the show. Uh,
2: Jay, what is your second choice? Uh, my second choice um, was, it was hard work, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and um, it was the coverage we did for um, 9th edition 40K. So it was two weeks of reviews. I think we had three or four different review type things up we had all the painting we had to do and there was just like a hive of activity between the three of us making sure we got all of the content that we wanted to get up for the community and then you know it was really really good to have achieved that I think I I just have good memories of that that period of time
1: yeah so I mean we've been we've been lucky lucky to to, uh, what was it March 2020 just before maybe um, to to you know get the nod to get reviews to, from GW, which was which was amazing news for the site. Um, you know we're very very grateful for that to for, for Warcom. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, the world ended soon after that, yeah. so um, we didn't we didn't actually get to review anything. And I think Indomitus might have been the first thing we got to review. Mm, yeah. And uh, yeah, I it's all a bit of a blur that week. I'm sure it was two weeks, wasn't it? just under two weeks, I think. Two two weeks, yeah. The first week i did all the video content so we had an unboxing as one video we had a um full review of the rule book like you know an hour long video there so that was that was a lot of editing to do and then in between ran the sprues round to jay to build the build the space marines i built the necrons and then we must have painted the entirety of that box in about a week jay by the time we'd done all that part
2: yeah because after that we were doing um battle reports because yeah, we, we, had,
1: we had the codexes as well, I think. You know, yeah, uh, no, because the codexes came much later, but we had the, the rules for those armies within Endomotus. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I think we it might have been three or four days to do it because on the Friday we filmed a battle report to go up on, on release day, didn't we? Yeah. We a lot of stuff with a short turnaround, and I'm so happy that we did it. Because we could have we could have easily not done that push to get everything painted but the fact that we could do a battle report with the painted content of the box and do some really cool uh 360 shots of the painted models for the uh for the video as well uh yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's still some of the best kind of content stuff that we've done um again we had the advantage that lockdown wasn't on at the minute so we, we you know we could actually you know, interact in person and, and be a bit more hands on. Um, I hope we get to do something like that again for for the next edition of the game. Um, yeah. Obviously, as as lockdown ends, stuff like that will be easier to do. It's been a little bit difficult over lockdown. Um, I mean, uh, it, that that's something that isn't on my list, but something that I'm massively grateful for that we've been able to do all this review stuff and you know cubicle seven have been sending us bits and i hope you guys have enjoyed the reviews as well because as as much hard work as it is and we only get i mean Indomitus with the luxury having two weeks we normally we normally don't get that long to to get the content together and it is fun doing it if um if a little busy at times isn't it
2: yeah well that's say i mean i mean it's some some sites and whatnot that they, they, they do this for a living uh, whereas we, we fit this in around jobs and stuff and life. and But, I mean, I really enjoy it. And like I say, yeah, I just have fond memories of that period.
1: Do mm. you though, you were a bit burnt out from all terrains?
2: Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, once it was done, I was like,
0: oh, I've got like four and a half thousand points of ultra terrains painted now. <laughs> biggest army. Uh, round two, um, my second choice. And um, this almost made my, my first choice because it, it was like the ultimate spruce and Bruise moment, really, because... On April the 30th, 2017, we put our first post on the website, um, Matt, um, with just a little teaser trailer of me and you, you clinking mugs, and it was called "What's That Brewing?" and that was the start of our Spruce and Brews journey. Um, that little video filmed in front of your black screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, of, first of May, surely, Dave.
0: Uh, well, I know that this went up on uh, April the 30th. Um, so oh, the 30th. It was kind of yeah, like a sorry. Teaser. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, a teaser one, and we had the first proper post up the following day, didn't we? Exactly.
0: Yeah, but that, that's what marked the, the start of the website. Really, yeah. was that I, us yeah. that? I remember
1: filming that. I remember filming that teaser, clinking the mugs, it was a bit yeah. cheesy. Exactly. Yeah. know. We need to. Cool. We, we need to redo that. We need to redo that. We, in fact, if you head over to our uh, Twitch, twitchtv slash Bruise, uh, you can purchase some spruce and bruise mugs. I nice mm-hmm.
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to redo that with Spruce and Brews mugs, definitely. So yeah, that that was the start of of Spruce and Brews. Um, you know, months of thinking about it, do we, don't we? Uh, and I mean, look at us now. I'm I'm so glad. Uh, I think you were really the main driving force behind it, Matt, to to get it done. And uh, I'm very grateful that we we did do it. And and here we are today.
1: Bullying you in Twitter times. <laughs> it was, <you> know? uh, <laughs> it's all worked out, hasn't it? It yeah, has.
0: Right, uh, we're round to our top choices. So Matt, what is your top spree's and breeze moment?
1: Well, there could only be one, couldn't there? And Dave probably knows exactly what this is. <laughs> Putting is. your more crusher more crusher? Putting your moor crusher in the sword in our uh, game on Warhammer TV.
0: Still hurts
2: me to this day. That, it, that was my top moment as well. No, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, it was. It was so good. And I remember we had uh, Wade and and Ben in the commentary box, and, and Ben Bailey just going, "Oh no, Dave!" when the when the had got Slayer of
0: Kings. Honestly, I uh, I mean that that was an epic moment. There's no taking away how epic that moment was. But really, the the real build up was was weeks in the making for that battle because I, I felt so confident going into that stream that i was going to have one up on Matt. I, I absolutely felt confident that i knew how his army worked i knew how my army worked i'd beaten him plenty of times in practice um it, 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 this was it this was going to be my stream this was going to be the, the time i beat matt uh, and it just went wrong from turn one and that just that moment when my more crusher got sucked into into arkian sword that was just the end really it was like
1: <laughs> It was like kicking a puppy. <laughs> yeah, it was,
0: um, you know, that I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. But it was a fantastic game. So, you know, kudos, Matt. Another victory to you. I'm uh, sure
1: we'll have, we have a rematch at some up. point.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Jay, what
2: is your top choice? Uh, so my top choice isn't really a single moment, um, but it's something I think of quite fondly of Spruits and Brews. And it's the, um, I mean, mainly from doing these podcasts, but also a lot on the Twitter and things like that. It's like we have like regulars, like a little community of sprues and brewers. And I really love listening to all the top threes at the end of the podcast from all the regular names. Like I recognize all the names now that are coming up. You, you come every week, submit their top, ten, uh, top threes and you see them responding to tweets and things on Twitter. And I really, really like that. It's, it's like that's like the best part of this whole thing, I think and i mean we've already got like the, the really cool sort of sprues and brews community but keep sending those tweets in keep sending those pictures in of the work you're working on and we talk about them on the podcast keep submitting your top threes um yeah it's awesome
1: yeah, and and on that note, j- join us on on the Twitch. Um, it's been really fun speaking to some of you. There's um Steve Harver, who I think sent in a top three maybe this this week, but he um from Italy introduced himself on the uh the stream the other day. It's really nice talking to you guys in a bit of a more, I guess, a casual environment where we just have a few laughs and and chat hobby for a couple of hours.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, would, we wouldn't we would be, you know, doing what we're doing now if it wasn't for the fact that you guys are really enjoying sort of listening to us and, and watching us paint and listen to us on this podcast and, you know, talking to us on, on Twitter and stuff. It's it's really humbling. And I, mm-hmm. I hope to meet a lot, you know, quite a few of you um, at events in the future. I know we've met uh, a few over, over the last four years, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully when events are back on and we'll go into open days and tournaments and stuff, we'll be able to say hello to quite a few more of you um so yeah th- we wouldn't be here without you guys really so um you know thank you very much for for taking part in this adventure with us it's a nice a nice, nice top choice yeah. that jay yeah, nice I, I, I like i like that jay right yeah, um and
2: also my other top choice was beating dave at the quiz <laughs> Don't know if I mentioned
0: <laughs> had to ruin it didn't you had to ruin it <laughs> Um, my uh, top choice is very similar to Matt's, but a different game, <laughs> and that is on Wednesday the 26th of September 2018. Uh, myself and Matt uh, managed to appear on Warhammer TV for the very first time. Mm. Um, with uh, me leading the Grand Host of Nagash, led by Nagash himself, against Tumerkin's Horde. Timurkins um, Horde, yeah. It was a, it, it was, <laughs> it was just so cool. Like I, I couldn't believe that we were getting to appear on like this warhammer live show uh, and play a game of warhammer It was a little bit nervous actually um but once we started playing and having a laugh with um i think it was um nick
1: yeah nick. mr Beaton he, and yeah. he, he came and said hi and, and looked after us uh yeah it was it was really good and pigeon eater wasn't it I can't remember his yeah, actual name uh, uh R- rob rob yeah
0: so, so um it, it was a really really fun game it was actually fairly close as well um it was closer than the Archean Oruk match. Did you um, it was... go on, Dave? No, he um, it didn't. It didn't go off. Uh, I think you picked the right hand.
1: I picked you? the right huh? hand. Yeah, to the, yeah. To the
0: disappointment <laughs> of the chat So um, so yeah, that that was a shame. But um, it was good that we we at least had it go off. You know, even if it didn't work, so the, the when... chat
1: the chat's always out for blood. They want to see those big expensive characters <laughs> die horrifically. So they were very disappointed when the Gash didn't kill him. Yeah, I think I think
0: the Gash did kill him in the end, but it was using his sword rather than uh, Hand of Dust, which was oh. um, which was a shame. But how embarrassing for him! <laughs> I had to yeah do it the hard way so uh, yeah that was that was really fun um and it, it was kind of one of the first things like oh my goodness you know our, our little website and here we are appearing on um warhammer tv it was um yeah really good and i hope we get to go on there um again once the world returns to normality and um, that'd be really cool i uh, look forward to that so yeah um like matt said there was there were so many cool moments you know all these different open days and and reviews that we've got to do and, and and stuff um it's been a really exciting four years and i can't wait to see what we get up to um as a sort of covid um not goes away but allows us to actually get games in and, and stream some more games and yeah. do some more
1: exciting new content new videos on that, st- on that Dave. before we move on to the community top three what what would you like to see us do then you know, when the world returns to normal, what would you like to be the next kind of thing from Sprues and Brews that we attempt or try or do?
0: I, I think, I think, you know, like Jay said, um, obviously we we do a lot in our our outside of Sprues and Brews lives, but if we can do regular streamed games of Warhammer, I think that would be a great thing for the website. I think um, hopefully you guys would really enjoy watching them as well. Um, I definitely think that's that's potentially our next step.
1: Yeah, streaming, I feel, is the way to go because it saves you know hours of editing as well doesn't it yeah
0: um, and we would still you know i'm
1: sure i'm sure for, for you know say say a new a new edition release we potentially still film a kind of more you know cinematic battle um which again we couldn't do because obviously you know we had to keep the social distancing as well for this for the uh space marine necron one so yeah stream would be cool you know what i'd like to do a spruce and bruise tournament
0: oh that'd be ace that'd be so cool
1: yeah, yeah that, I'm sure. I'm sure we could.
2: Uh, a crusade to, type tournament.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd go. This would be. This would be the, the most narrative tournament ever. There'd be prizes for taking, you know, non netlists. There'd be prizes for taking, you know, the characters that people say you should never take. It'd be very much focused around enjoying the game and celebrating the hobby. That's the idea, anyway.
0: Yeah, that that sounds ace. Hopefully, we can we can pull that off. Um, hopefully, not in the too distant future. Really, we'll have to look at a few things and, and see mm. what we can do so um yeah that, that'd be really good would we have a wooden spoon we'd have to have a wooden spoon
1: we'd absolutely have a wooden spoon yeah
0: I, I, i'm definitely giving out that prize. you know the whole <laughs> one. I, can, I can give out that prize with uh, pride
1: you can knight them with it
0: could knight them with it oh yes yes let's do that right brilliant we're making it happen cool um that brings us to the end of our choices and um, we do have one final segment left on the podcast it is the community top three picks and that's coming up next It is time for the final segment of this week's show. And it's time to read out the community choices for this week's top three. So, Matt, what do we have over on Twitter?
1: Wow, well, Gem Daduki says, number three, when I introduced you to the North Africa game, and you guys lost it for about three minutes on the Insane Detail. I'm not going to lie. I still want to play that game. You don't play that play. game. That
0: game plays you. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> we need about another 18 players, don't we? And Yeah six months to play it uh number two interview with duncan yeah that 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 was such a good such a good episode and then number one the uh 100 video quiz you guys had a great chemistry it's like being in a pub quiz with you yeah
2: (laughs) that was was really fun
1: Um, that's the one i
2: won wasn't it i think
1: that is the one i think you won that one yeah yeah yeah
0: um
1: andy wood says doubles with dave i have faith (laughs) honestly
0: Honestly, that, that was one of the most fun, the funniest t- tournaments I've ever taken place in. I would definitely team up with you again, Andy. It was such a great weekend.
1: <laughs> it was so good, wasn't it? Um, Number two, starting the YouTube Twitch streams has really motivated me to get back to painting after a small break. You know what? We were saying this the other day. It actually helped our painting as well, doing the stream.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. That two hours where you just you just get a lot done. And it's really, really cool just to be speaking to everyone yeah really, it's, it's really like
1: great. hanging out with you guys while painting so yeah hope you hope you enjoy it if you don't check it out we we, we tend to stream every sunday we're we trying to stream each tuesday as well we want to have more more streams it's just been uh scheduling the last couple of weeks i think as the world gets back to normal that should be a little bit easier um and uh, number three my game against matt's corn dragon using blood get an extra move scared me yeah that was a really good game as well um Number four, Gotrek killing spiders at the two-dayer. Was that you,
2: Jay? <laughs> yeah, that was against uh, Alex, I think, from Purple bath Unicorns. He had um, a really cool um, spider fang army. And we got I've got some pictures somewhere, I'll try and dig them out, um, of, like, before and after. So, like, Gotrek surrounded by, like, 20 of these spiders <laughs> and then a load of dead spiders. But in the end, the spider fang got him with the old mortal wounds on their poison bites. But it was
1: funny. <laughs> amazing and the number five because andy can't count to three this week apparently <laughs> uh having paul murphy duncan Rhodes, and dave from mini wargaming on the show yeah they're they're all really cool and also we've had a few shows with andy on uh, we have to have you back on the show at some point soon yeah uh heretic wargaming the top moment was king duncan's comments on my chaplain yeah yeah i remember that duncan uh praising that that was cool uh, Immortan Joe, the legendary Warhammer quiz, wonderfully hosted by Matt. Why, thank you. Uh, Archaon, the ever-chosen, undisputed master of chaos, bested by the little gobbo that could. <laughs> you know what? That should have been on my list. <laughs> that was
2: Kerry, wasn't it? With, uh, Kerry,
1: uh, yeah. Spruce yeah. and Bruise versus the Hobby Room. Uh, that was a really good game. And that goblin, killing. Killing Archaeon. He'll have his revenge. Um... And uh, number one, for me, the best moment was the first time I discovered the podcast and realised, yep, these are the gents for me. Oh, that's really nice. Wow, thank awesome. And finally, Fabius Fulgrim, in no order, mine are the three nerds that invite us into their hobby group every week. <laughs> awesome. Like that. That's cool.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, it's really nice to hear. Yeah, we are we are just three nerds. We just can't help it excellent uh really like those choices matt
1: what is going to be next week's top three well you know we're, we're knee deep in warhammer fest aren't we we got another like four days of this to come so next week we want to know your top three reveals from warhammer fest be it models books releases entire days whatever you want
0: cool so you can get your choices in by social media uh facebook.com forward slash spruce and bruise or you can tweet to us at spruce and bruise uh, alternatively we will put a post up normally a day or so before the podcast recording so you can reply and put your comments on there that gentleman brings us to the end of another week's episode uh apologies that it's a day later than normal um but i'm sure it was worth the extra day's wait um looking forward to the rest of warhammer fest uh, as i'm sure you two are uh, oh, absolutely uh and we'll be back again next week to talk about it all So until then, have a great week of hobby, and we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruesandbrews.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at spruesandbrews or head over to facebook.com forward slash spruesandbrews.